It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast live on YouTube Welcome in, everybody. We're going to talk about some of the latest. We've got articles coming out from John Heyman and Jeff Passan, dropping some details, Mark Feinstein. We've got the Rangers maybe back in the mix, getting their money right. We have Blake Snell wants to be a Yankee. There's a lot to talk about, and we're going to get into it in this edition of the podcast. Robbie, how are you doing, my friend? Good morning, my friend. I feel good. Uh, I was on X earlier and I was putting out some tweets and I was making grammar errors, but I have my coffee now and, and we're good to go. Let's talk so, some news. So you're on the you're 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 comfortable calling it X now? Is it X? Are you you're good with that? I'm still not. We doing have it. to start doing it. It's I can't. Like I can't. I'm wasting syllables. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just yep. saying X, formerly known as Twitter. Does you know? It, it gets into a whole conversation. We just gotta rip the bandaid off. Yep. Just call it X. It is what it is. Or just call it Twitter, whatever. But then if you say Twitter, yep. people are going to be like, what, you mean X? So it's yep. like, you might as well just say X. I don't think we've crossed the threshold yet where people will correct you. I don't know what point that's going to be. Maybe that's like six months down the road. Maybe that's a year. Maybe that's never. I, I also don't know if, if 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 Elon is committed to X. Like, what happens if in like six months he's like, oh, you've all been calling it X? It's actually 10. It's the Roman numeral. It's 10. I'm sorry that you were all confused. Like, I'm not convinced that it's going to be called X long enough for me to commit to calling it because I don't want to have to keep changing what I call that damn website. And secretly, I'm rooting to wake up one morning and get a 404 message that the, the site is down and we all have to move on with our lives. Well, um, I wonder if they had used a different name in the first place. I wonder if we'd be having this problem. It's just mm. weird saying a letter. Like I, right. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around it. Like, you know, I know, I know. Well, we, we can talk more about that. If those of you want to dig into the whole name for, for the website that you tweet on, that's the other thing. It just doesn't make sense. Are you Xing? What? Anyway, I'm done. We're going to move on. We're going to talk baseball. Uh, those of you on the podcast, make sure to help us grow, rate, review, and turn on those automatic downloads. Those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like, subscribe, and wherever you're consuming it, make sure you share it. Tell your friends about it. All right, let's get into this thing, and let's start with the Texas Rangers, because if you're a Rangers fan, good news. 
you might have figured out your money situation. John Heyman in the New York Post talking about the Rangers making progress on their local TV situation and that they may get a one-time payment of about $90 million, which would essentially get them through 2024. Moving forward beyond that, it'll give them time to maybe try to square away a new deal or figure out some other revenue options. But what this does for the team and the Jordan Montgomery and the Josh Hader talk is it makes it possible. They were looking at about 100, 111 were the numbers that we saw from Ken Rosenthal. So they're going to get 90. Do you feel, Robbie? I feel confident about it. Do you feel confident that they get at least one, maybe both, Monty and Hader? I mean, those two make so much sense for the Rangers. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the offseason, you know, many people, you know, thinking, yeah, you know, Rangers definitely in play. And then all of a sudden the TV issues came up and it's like, well, do they have money? Like what's, you know, or we know they have money, but do they have enough to really go after these guys? And Montgomery to me, I always just looked at other teams just because of that TV issue. But if they have the money, they are the perfect fit because they need him. They need innings. He's been durable and you're not getting Scherzer back for a little while. That's the perfect team. And according to the reports out there, he loves it there. That's his first choice out of all the other teams, even the Red Sox where he's staying in Boston right now, the Yankees teams out West. He wants to go to the Rangers. He wants to stay. Uh, And he did really well with them. I don't see why he wouldn't want to stay. It makes a lot of sense. And then for Hader, everyone was penciling in the Rangers for Hader because it just, again, makes sense, but it was always the money. So to me, I absolutely think there's a good chance they get at least one. I think there's a good chance they could get both. Yeah, it seems like Montgomery Rangers, it's a perfect match. If he was going to go anywhere else, I think he would have signed somewhere else at this point. And the fact that he hasn't, all the rumblings and, and everything that we can put together on our own makes you feel like it is going to be the Rangers. And that reloads. They need the starting pitching. So they need to reload. They need to bring him back with a situation where Scherzer's out. And even when Scherzer comes back, who knows what he's going to give them in 2024. You know Evaldi is injury prone. Pencil Evaldi down for an IL stint or two. Uh, So you need Montgomery. And as far as Hayter goes, here's what's interesting about Hayter. He wants to get the richest contract that a relief pitcher has ever received, or at least his agent wants him to get that. Let's talk about haters market for a minute because does he have a shot at getting that? I guess there's a couple of caveats here without, and let's start with without the Rangers. If the Rangers don't get this $90 million one-time payment, does he even have a chance? Because I, I mean, I'm sure you've looked at it. I've looked at it. I don't know who can give him who's really going to go to that level. Maybe there's one or two teams. And if it's really only one team, then then that team's just bidding against itself. Um, where do you feel haters market sits right now? I'm a little worried about the dollar amount, him setting the mark. Do you think he can do it? I think maybe there's a chance he could beat the AAV where mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going – what is the highest AAV again? I'm going a little, I know the biggest contract is Diaz, but is that the highest AAV? I can't fully remember that the actual AAV. Maybe somebody's got it in the live chat. I don't, maybe Evan can look it up in the background for us. I 
don't have the highest AAV uh, on, on memory. I think it. it might be I Diaz. Got you got, got it? Uh, yeah, it is Edwin Diaz. At, it is Diaz. Uh, okay, 20, I thought it would yeah. be. I think there's a chance maybe he could beat that. Yeah. But the biggest contract of all time, mm -hmm. I don't see it. Uh, baseball trade values, it's not just a trade machine anymore. They also have um, player value timelines where you can look at their future trade value, their future or a possible future extension value for a young player or yep. a free agent value. And for Hater, and they've been spot on. I think there's an argument that their player value timelines are maybe even better than the actual mm -hmm. simulator itself. They've been so accurate, like literally almost spot on. Um, right now, for five years, they're projecting 89.5. So you could say maybe gets in that 90 to $95 million range. I don't right. think it beats Diaz. Diaz had the better numbers. I mean, it makes sense that Diaz would still have the higher contract than Hayter. Um, I just think personally, I don't think he gets there. Maybe you could do the AAV. I could maybe like a yeah. 22, 23 per year, like mm -hmm. a three year, you know, 66 or 70 or something like that. But yeah, I don't know about the biggest contract of all time. I'd have to say for teams, the teams out West, honestly, you know, the angels were connected with them a while ago. Yep. The Rangers, obviously we just mentioned, those are good teams. I definitely think they're, I mean, and then you, but you could always add hater. Right, the uh, into you know bullpens that are already really good, you know, like the Yankees. Well, why not? You know, mm -hmm. there's definitely options out there. I would say for me personally, I'd probably go either you know the Rangers or the Angels. I, I think those two teams make the most sense for me. Rangers, Angels, Dodgers, Dodgers too. See, Sorry, I, I could see, Dodgers. I could see the Phillies. I could see how aggressive. I don't think we know how aggressive the Cubs are going to be. We all yeah. feel like the Cubs are going to be aggressive, but it feels like – do you remember last year with the Cubs? Uh, it was sent down, uh, go out there and spend money. It's time. And they were linked to two of the shortstops last offseason. They ended up getting Dansby Swanson. So if they're – and this was, I believe, after the Cody Bellinger signing. They were like, let's go. Let's spend money. If the Cubs want to spend money – Go out there and 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 land the trifecta. Go get Hater. Go get Bellinger and go get Blake Snell. Like load up if you're the Chicago Cubs. I I do think Hater's market is interesting. If he's trying to set the mark, I think there's really only one or two teams. If he's trying to find a great landing spot and win and still get paid, then you 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 brought him up. You brought you know, Yankees, Dodgers. Angels, I mean, there's, there's, there's maybe five or six teams that could be there. I do find it interesting. Diaz, one of the other things had you talked about how Diaz had the numbers. Diaz also had Steve Cohen, a motivated sure. Steve Cohen who was ready to spend money. Yep. That uh, right after the season, mm -hmm. uh, after coming up short uh, after the hundred win season, Josh Hader doesn't have that. So it's going to be interesting to see where that where he goes. Um, let's let's stick with the Mets for a minute. Uh, since we just brought up the Mets, what are you feeling about everything we're hearing out of the Mets right now? It just seems to be so the opposite of what we're used to. Yeah. They are linked late, most recently to Ryu, Sean Manaya, uh, no Snell, uh, no Montgomery. Maybe Imanaga would be the biggest splash at this point for them. How are you feeling? I if the Mets can't put their pitching together, 
this all, in my mind, this all gets back to Pete Alonso. Uh, 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 if they can't get their pitching together and put together a rotation that will compete, I don't think they're going to compete seriously in 2024. And if that's the case, extend Pete Alonso. And if you and if you don't do that, what's he on the team for? What are you feeling about the direction it feels like the Mets are, are headed right now? Exactly how I thought coming into the offseason. And I remember on my free agent prediction video, there was a comment saying, so you don't have the Mets doing anything? Well, the one right. thing I had the Mets doing was adding an outfielder, Adam Duvall. I was close. They went with Harrison Bader instead. Um, yep. I thought Duvall would have been a nice fit for them. Um, but that's really all I saw. Yeah, the Yamamoto sweepstakes, I, I did think they would get involved with yeah. that, and they very well did. Who knows how actually close they were, if they were ever even an actual possible destination for him, or if they were just being used as leverage. Sounds like the latter. But um, to me, I saw the Mets coming into the offseason making respectable moves, right? Moves that cost a little bit but aren't going to break the bank. They have a lot mm -hmm. of money on that payroll. And listen, I think, honestly, I think you can make the argument that Steve Cohen has been not just the best thing that's ever happened for Mets fans, but also maybe even the worst thing that's happened for Mets fans, because it's almost like this, this thing now, because you have Steve Cohen, you're just going to go drop cash all over the place. You have to remember here, yep. this man's a billionaire. This man didn't become a billionaire just by dropping cash left and right all over the place, right? You got to also be a little smart with your money at the same time. You can't just be blowing through payrolls every single year, owing hundreds of millions in taxes every single year. It's just not sustainable, right? Which is why he brought in someone like Stearns to make those more high value, lower cost moves, right? To me, I, that's what, and we all saw the reports, right? Where they're looking towards 2025. Yamamoto, right. yeah, I could have seen that. That made some sense because they do have a lot of money coming off the books next year. So you could still just fit him in your payroll for next year. To me, I overall, though, I just saw smaller moves for them, right? But moves that could be impactful. Uh, and that's why I think it's good that Stearns is there for them. Yeah. What they do, I still, I'm, I'm, I get back to and I'm obsessed with the whole Pete Alonzo thing. If, if you're not going to compete, in 2024, like I, Wardy, I hopped in on his stream because I want I I I feel like Wardy's a great um, gauge for the, for the vibe with the Mets fan base right now after the Harrison Bader signing, and you know Evan, our producer Evan in the background is a Mets fan. It, it just feels like this is an off season that has been filled with disappointment and underwhelming. One of the worst off seasons of all time, in my opinion. I hate it's, this off season. It's it, for the for the and for the Mets specifically. The you know you you try to get in on Yamamoto. You feel like you're being used for leverage, and all of this is going on. But in the background, I think the more this, the the serious question is: Okay, you can put together a quality club, um, but what are you doing? The elephant in the room is Pete Alonso. What are you do if you're not going to compete? and you're not going to extend Pete, what are you doing? And the direction, albeit 2024, reset's not really the right word. Step back isn't really the right word. It, it's kind of just a complacent. It's 2024 is, is they're complacent with their team. Why not make the team better for 2025? It's the hall, you could get a serious haul for Pete Alonso.
I'm going to keep banging this drum until they extend him or until they improve that rotation to a respectable level to where they can at least compete for a wild card. They can't think about the national league right now. How the hell are the Mets going to get a wild card spot? And I'm I'm kind of putting my Mets hat on here and I'm getting fired up for Mets fans. How are the Mets going to compete for a wild card spot? The national league, you got the Dodgers and the diamondbacks. There's two of the six spots in the American, in in the, in the, in the, in the East, You've got the Braves and the Phillies. There's two more. One goes to a central team for winning that division. So then there's another one. You know, the Cardinals are going to be bouncing back. The Cubs are being aggressive. The Brewers did not have a fire sale, so they still have pieces. How are the Mets going to make the playoffs? And if you're not going to make the playoffs, if you're not going to put a team together, what the hell are you doing with Pete Alonso on a one-year deal? The, like, the argument to keep uh, – um, the argument for – the Astros to keep Alex Bregman is that they're in world series mode. You can't trade Alex Bregman when you're trying to win the world series, but if you're the Mets and you're not even going to make the playoffs, what the hell are you doing? Um, I, again, sometimes I get fired up for fan base. So I put my Mets hat on. That's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's my feeling on that. These, these, these being linked to these players is, is fine. They fill out the roster. They shouldn't be features on the roster, in my opinion. Yeah. I think um, for me, I think the Mets can be in the picture. They, I think they have a pretty good lineup. If, you know, if they could add another bat. Oh, it's good. It's good. You could still add Duvall, in my opinion. I still think that would be a pretty good fit. And he could be a righty bat for the DH spot. They give him some Mm -hmm. pop. Um, Bader, give if we always say if healthy, but if he is, that's a good energy player. I think he brings a lot more intangibles to the table, uh, along with the defense, uh, the base running. I, I think he does a lot of little things well, and he he's good for your team chemistry, in my opinion. If if they yeah. land Imanaga, I think that's actually a really good signing for them. I, I think he's a terrible signing for the Red Sox just because of the ballpark. I think he would get eaten alive at Fenway Park, but with a more spacious park like City Field. I think Ibanaga would be a really nice fit there. Will the Mets actually be fully involved? I don't know. Um, For me, though, the biggest key is Edwin Diaz. They had one of the worst bullpens last year. And Diaz coming back, that's going to really help, right? Uh It's going to solidify the bullpen. I think in the end, though, the Mets are going to have to get some overperformances to really push for that third wild card. Like, for example, if you get Severino gets back to what he was doing, if healthy, I know. Um, You know, Hauser, I thought was a nice pickup. You know, like, I think if if a couple more pieces and maybe they're in that conversation, you did bring in someone like Tyrone Taylor. So that's a righty bat. I'm not sure if, you know, Duvall still fits in possibly, but, you know, maybe they could go after you know, a cheaper bat out there possibly fitted in somewhere. They've had Omar uh, Navias, who's linked to the trade rumors lately. So, yeah. you know, I think if they can overperform and, you know, you got Lindor, you got Nimmo there, you know, Alonzo, if pieces. you keep him for the year, I think you have some good pieces. And then Alvarez, I mean, let's see what he can do, you know, over in his second season. I think there's a chance for the Mets. And Marte, he had a really down year. Let's 
again, if, if he comes back and he's good, I think they got something. Mm. You just need guys to overperform. Yeah, they need the, the young kids need to take the next step. Vienzo, yes, Baby, Alvarez needs to come back. When, Mar- when Mauricio is healthy, he needs to bounce back. That's going to be it because the pitching right now, after Kodai Senga, every single arm has a question mark, and that's yeah. going to be tough. So speaking of arms, speaking of New York, Blake Snell wants to be a New York Yankee. I have to ask you this, Robbie. Do you think Blake Snell really wants to be a Yankee, or does Blake Snell, there there really hasn't been much chatter about it, Blake Snell wants the Yankees in on his free agent bidding? I feel like there may be something extra going on here more than just he wants to be a Yankee. Are you buying it, or is he trying to get his market up? The 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 good old magic L word leverage. I, I don't yeah. see why would you add Carlos Rodon and then go after Blake Snell? Maybe on a short right. deal, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you got to remember the everyone again. You got to remember how Steinbrenner. He's not George Steinbrenner. Okay. Yes, the payroll is already very high, but they do have money coming off the books next year. So I don't see the Yankees just going full full on just gung-ho, like blowing through $300 million on your payroll. Listen, I, I'm just throwing this out there. Someone was playing Fortnite at Fenway Park last night. Someone was <laughs> playing that. Fortnite. Yeah, I don't know. And even Blake Snell said, hey, you're you know, just standing on business over here. He, he commented that on Talking Baseball's picture of it. Mm-hmm. Listen, and we all know Scott Boris. He likes to get a little, you know, a little funny out there, a little funky. I'm just saying. Yep. I mean, hey. He, he goes and talks to someone out there, one of Blake Snell's friends. Hey, man, hey, go tell this guy that uh, he wants to go to the Yankees. Oh, that's really mm-hmm. going to rile those Red Sox up. You know you know what I mean? Like, And there's been talk of agents. Um, I was listening to Jared Carabas on the Name Redacted podcast, and he's been saying this for a little while, is that agents out there are wondering, what are the Red Sox doing? Like, why are they being so cheap out there? So maybe – they're trying to get a little bump there and yeah. the Red Sox, they have been connected with Snell. Do they actually make that plunge? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But that sounds like leverage, right? He wants yeah. to go to the Yankees. I think you would go anywhere if the money's right. I mean, if he wants to go to the West coast, I mean, uh, why wouldn't he want to go to an East coast team? It's like, it's such yeah. like a, one of those things that people just blow out of proportion. Yeah. I would go to the, I mean, even though I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah. I'd go to the freaking Yankees too. If they paid me money, you know what I mean? Like it, exactly. It's one of those things, man. I think it's just uh, a little blown out of proportion. No, you're you're 100% right. I, Blake Snell wants to be a Yankee if the Yankees are willing to pay him the most. Yeah, Who, and he'll he be wants, an angel if they top their offer. So. He wants to be on the team that pays him the most money. And I think that, I think that that is a 100% move to try to get an Angels offer up, a Giants offer up, a Red Sox offer up or on the table. I think that there's definitely some motivation behind that and not a lie because like, again, whoever's going to pay him the most money. And if the Yankees will pay him the most money, then he would like to be a New York Yankee. But it, I just it, like to point, I like to point this out in the chat too, because I saw Zach G. I love you, my friend. He's saying here, you know, Snell is good friends with judge friends are there. There are best friends all across the league. It, it It's like, that's another thing. It's like, yep. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Who, like, you know, who was John Jay's? Who was John Jay a friend of? 
I, I can't believe I, I remember the John Jay was a friend of somebody and be, and, and he was signed to a team with the hopes that it would lead to this megastar signing there. Was it Machado? Who remembers this? Those that are live, maybe remember. I'm blank. It was a key free agent, John Jay. Let me see. I don't know. Find it. It was Manny Machado. <laughs> it was exactly yeah, it. I, I had no clue on that. So it was. <clears throat> excuse me. White Sox signed Manny Machado's longtime friend John Jay to a one-year, four million dollar deal when Manny <laughs> Machado was a free agent. So this is like friends. Okay, you, my friends on your team. That's hilarious. I don't care. So the New York Post, the White Sox agree to deal with yeah. Manny Machado friend John right. Jay. The fact that you even had to make that the title, it's yeah. so ridiculous. Oh. Well, that was and 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 also in that off season, Manny Machado Bryce Harper thing dragged out for so long. Oh my God. So they all the information they were trying to grab. They were trying to trying to trying to put out there. Look how and look Speak. how desperate we are now. God, can you imagine if it was that off season now? We're getting in about give us give us about two weeks and we'll be talking about where friends are signing. I mean, I guess technically we already have Blake Snell and Aaron Judge are friends. Speaking of the Yankees, one of the main topics we have to get to is this Dylan Cease thing. Uh, Ken Rosenthal with a report of what I'm hearing about the trade market for Dylan Cease. The Yankees are not simply exploring the top remaining free agents, Snell and Montgomery. They are also pursuing trade possibilities, including one for the best starter available, Dylan Cease. White Sox are weighing offers for Cease, and the Yankees and Orioles are those to express, quote, sincere interest, according to major league sources briefed on the discussions. There are other teams involved, Dodgers, Cardinals, Red Sox, uh, loop in as well in this report. It's interesting. If you're the Yankees, there's so much out there right now. You got to try to figure out if you're a Yankee fan, what are we believing? Are, are we being used as leverage in a Dylan Cease conversation? Because there's an offer from the Orioles, but it's not what we like. Are you being used as leverage for Blake Snell? I think Yankee fans want Dylan Cease. But the question is, are you willing to give up the package? We know, we talked about it last time we got together, that the White Sox are asking for an overpay for Dylan Cease. Yep. And Yankee fans, are you prepared to overpay for Dylan Cease? It could mean a package of Spencer Jones, Everson Pereira, Will Warren, those three, or at least two of those three, plus another top prospect. You got to go through your MLB.com pipeline top 10 and you got to pick four. So what are you going to do? Are you willing to overpay? If you were the Yankees, would you rather pay for those prospects? They've already jettisoned seven prospects in their deals for Soto and Verdugo. Are you parting with more prospects? Does it make sense? Do you think the Yankees are going to go for cease Robbie? No, I don't think so. Um, especially, you know, considering what it would take. You know, we like you mentioned with the Braves, it was going to be Shaver, it was going to be Elder, it was going to be Grissom, another prospect. Who knows? Maybe even another one was in there. But that's a huge overpay. If you go to baseball trade values, you know, remember there's always ranges when it comes to the uh, the player 
values on there. It's not just that median value. Remember, there's a low right. point and a high point. So when it comes to that trade overall, mm-hmm. even the minimum values of those four pieces going back was still going to be right in line with Cease's median value, which all I'm just saying is was going to be a massive overpay, right? So the Yankees, I definitely don't see the Yankees doing it. Um, I think the Yankees, I don't know. I, I just keep getting back to this thing. It's like, what's going to be more cost efficient? Is it going to be getting Rodon back on track or just signing someone else? Like to me, the cheaper option, the more cost effective option is just getting Rodon back on track, but that's boring for most people. Yeah. So they always want to go make the moves. You know, they, people want to go play MLB the show. That's pretty much all it is. And, um, it's not realistic to me they, they just they're not going to just keep blowing through their prospect capital it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen like I, I think a team that is really stacked with prospects like the Orioles makes sense I think the Reds make sense I mean I don't think my Red Sox make all that much sense they could do it on paper but if you're factoring in you know if it's realistic or not probably yeah. not the Red Sox I, I don't know if, especially if they want one of the big three, like Meyer or uh, Anthony or Teal, I don't see that. They could, on paper, get a deal done without those guys. But if are you going to be – if you're the White Sox, are you doing a package for Tanner Houck, Miguel Blaze, uh, Blaze Jordan, Nick York? Like, is that really – I don't – that would be an overpay in terms of values. Yeah. But is that really something that's going to be able to – beat out like an Orioles offer or a Reds offer, or do any teams even go that for that, that far? He's been trending down. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, whereas Jesus Lazardo, he is trending up, right? Where the numbers have, you know, he had that, you know, very bad year with Oakland went to Miami and he's been going up ever since. So deceased on the other hand, his numbers have been steadily going down. Well, still good numbers still going mm-hmm. down and he doesn't have the greatest projections for next year. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm wondering that. I think Getz, I think he really shot himself in the foot. Uh, I think he really had something good there. I don't know, man. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get that. I really don't. I feel like Dylan Cease still is going to be traded at the deadline. Do the Yankees want Dylan Cease? Yes, probably. Are they willing to pay what Chris Getz is asking? Is probably not. I, I I'm I I. I think it's fair to say that Chris Getz has talked to everybody at this point that is interested in Dylan Cease. And I just don't think that he's going to get what he wants. His best trade partner pulled off the Chris Sale trade. And now he's maybe trying to scramble. I think he holds him, holds him till the trade deadline. And still at the trade deadline, best you're going to get are three good prospects. You're not going to get four. And again, I keep using those numbers, and I again, I, I must preface it. I understand that the Yankees' top 10 prospects are different from the Orioles' top 10 prospects, different from the Dodgers' top 10 prospects. The value of the players certainly vary three to four. You hear me saying three, you hear me saying four. It's the three to four number that you're going to have to part with. You're and probably one, and one more thing I looking add at some is... top 10s, though. 
Right. And one more thing I want to add is, yeah, it is expensive to get starting pitching, right? I, I do think yeah. there is going to have to be an overpay because it's starting pitching. It's scarce. Cost-controlled starting pitching mm-hmm. is very hard to come by in the league. You know, economically, it's it's like trying to get like almost like a PS5 a few years ago and like no one had PS5s, right? And if you got one, you had, you had to pay a thousand bucks for it. So to me, if you actually look at the Braves and the Red Sox deal, that without the money, that was an overpay, right? Because they gave and but the thing was is it again, that's when you factor in real life. It, it just made it made sense for the Braves to make that move if there even if there wasn't money involved, because right. Vaughn Grissom had nowhere to play, right? And you needed someone there. And so but that player-wise was an overpay without yeah. the cash. So it's the how far is Getz willing to take it though? That's where Again, I think it's okay if maybe you push for a little extra, but if you're going to be asking for plus 20 million for a guy whose numbers have been going down a little bit, right? You're not going to get it. If everybody's turning away, you're asking for too much. The, you're, the market does not support what your ask is. You have to find the right price point, and this, he's asking too much. Uh, William with the super chat uh, gets had to wake up and take, has to wake up and take the best deal is left. You'll have took the Braves deal, but he had to learn the hard way. Yeah. I mean, that is the only thing that maybe changes this year is that he realized after talking to him, I mean, this is his first time doing this. So you're going to make some mistakes your first time through. And maybe he made a mistake here. We'll see what, what offer ends up coming through. All right, guys, this had to be a short one, a quick one, because we got to hop off and, and do some other things in real life out here. So, um, I want to thank everybody that hopped into the live stream on YouTube. Please make sure to hit that like on the way out if you enjoyed your time here. And those listening on the Barreled Up podcast, make sure to turn the automatic downloads on. Help us grow, rate, and review. And those watching on YouTube, if you haven't yet, make sure to get over to the Barreled Up podcast so you can listen to us on the go, easier, and you'll find podcast exclusive content over there so if you enjoy our conversations there's even more of it over there uh robbie what you got going on this weekend man anything that uh the viewers the listeners need to be on the lookout for uh you know just uh doing probably i might do a stream tonight i mean who knows it's friday i feel like stuff's been happening on fridays and saturdays yeah so maybe maybe we'll do a little something tonight maybe i got a video coming out tomorrow uh going into um the most insane off seasons of all time. And uh, that was fun to look back on, bring up memories, yeah. you know, look back at some of the crazy off seasons. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So look out for that Sunday night, regular programming, doing a stream there. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm just glad the holidays are gone now. We can yeah. actually like calm down a little bit. So. It does. It feels different out there. It feels different uh, this week with no holidays. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just seeing 2024 on the calendar. It just feels it just feels different. Um, yeah. And we pay our best respects to Michael Brantley, who retired, announced his retirement ah, today. Yes. 1,500 hits, Cleveland, Houston, Toronto Blue Jays legend. He was he was going to be a Blue Jay for like an hour after the Springer deal. That's my Michael Brantley. Oh man, hey, I forgot all about that, that. You remember that? Oh yeah, yes, he, that was he so was good. Going to, he was going to Toronto after Springer, oh, and that man, didn't that... happen. Then he signed with Houston. Didn't Passon tweet that out, or or was that Rosenthal? I think that was Rose. I think that was. I think that was. Uh, I believe was that was a Rosenthal one. 
I think that was Rosenthal, and he got cooked. Everybody, that, that was su- like you had Bob saying Trevor Bauer was going to the Mets. You had Ken saying Brantley was going to the Blue Jays. It was a mess. Oh my God, Blue it Jays! They a- can they can never get away from this. It's, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. They're just they're the leverage team. They're the leverage machine out there. Ugh. All right, guys. Again, thank you for coming in, watching. If you're just hopping into the YouTube stream right now you're going to want to grab that little cursor and go all the way back and start because we are all done we appreciate you guys coming in and watching and those of you listening on the podcast thank you for finding us and lending us your ears that's it for us everybody enjoy your weekends and we'll catch up with you next week (laughs) 